Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. In the last couple of weeks of school, my son was learning geometry. He learned about solid shapes, two-dimensional shapes, three-dimensional shapes. He learned about verses and edges and faces. He learned about how to measure the inside of a space with cubes. I really had to stop myself from saying out loud, why are they teaching this in second grade? But we were in this homeschool situation that was part of the curriculum. And the last thing I wanted to do was to put doubt in the path of my son. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I am so happy you are here with me today. Today, we are going to talk about multidimensional measurements and perceptions. But first, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. I would also like to send a special thanks to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for packaging this podcast so that you can listen to it wherever you're at. Let's get started. In Transition Awareness Breathing, One of the things that I do with children is to teach them about perceptions. And I have to say and share with you that this is not always an easy class to teach to kindergartners and first grades because they have their own perceptions. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not teaching them about how to have a perception. They are pretty solid in their perception. What I'm teaching them is to look at the perceptions in a different way. We talked about using play in one of our last podcasts. And I want to tie some of that in, play and learning, and how I approach teaching young children about perceptions. And in the end, I hope as when I teach my students, I also include the parents so that we can be on the same um, sheet of music, so to speak. So, as I was saying, and I'll start back with how I opened, I didn't want to show or communicate to my son that, you know, Geometry in second grade? 
isn't this a little bit advanced? I realized, I, I did realize that if I said it out loud, then he would perceive that he wasn't supposed to be able to learn geometry. And let me tell you, the surprising thing is he loved geometry. He loves geometry. He did excellent. He has a mind that measures and he sees things in different dimensions. And I was astounded. And so when I told him, I said, Zachariah, you're doing great. I could tell you it was very authentic. And it made him thrive and want to learn more. And he was even even um, looking for games that had geometry in it. I have to hang on that and realize that's how we have to approach learning multidimensional measurements. What do I mean by multidimensional, multidimensional measurements? This is it. In Transition Awareness Breathing, part of the program is learning not only awareness of where we're at, but also an awareness of our environment. It's an awareness of how our body is functioning. It's an awareness that I can tell when I'm responding to something that is making me anxious. I know how my body's responding to when I am feeling super excited. And also, it's a routine time that I can spend doing some relaxation breathing or mindfulness or just listening to just the birds in the backyard and appreciating just the music of nature. When I talk about and introduce the perceptions, this is what I do. You may have seen the pictures of the, like they're usually black and white pictures. And it's usually a picture, uh, one is like of an old lady. If you look at it one way, and then if you look at it another way, you can see a young lady. Those are the kind of pictures that I use. And I I remember when I um, first taught that to my class, I said I showed the picture and I said, "What do you see?" And some children said, uh, "I see a old lady." Okay, and some children said, "I don't see I don't see it." Some children saw the young lady, but they didn't see the old lady. They saw it when I pointed out the two different figures. And maybe you've had that um, experience in some kind of a conference or a leadership class or management class. That's where I learned the skill, and it's, it's used everywhere. Why do they have us learn these different skills? Because sometimes what we see is not always what is 
true, sometimes what's in front of us, there's more to what we're seeing. And we have to be able to develop skills in seeing things from a different perspective and changing the way we we perceive what we're looking at. The geometry was an excellent way to reinforce this with like with my son. When we look at a shape, we see one side of the shape. We don't see the back side. You have to you have to pick the shape up, the the solid shape, and you have to turn it around to see the back. You have to turn it up to see the bottom or side to side. Even if the shape is a sphere, we look and we examine it, we turn it around. So often, when we are in our everyday business, we are seeing things from just one perspective, almost like a two-dimensional perspective, just flat what we see in front of us. And we, re- we react to that. Many times, it is so helpful, is when we see that two-dimensional perspective, this what is in front of us, it is a good idea to take a breath. Ask yourself, I ask myself, is what I'm seeing in front of my eyes what I'm really seeing? And so I ask myself questions. If what I'm seeing is true, then I have questions. So when we ask ourselves questions, we are allowing ourselves to take that situation and pick it up and turn that 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 vision or whatever we're seeing around to different dimensions. Just like the picture of the lady, the old lady and the young lady. If we just go around and we just see one picture without some help or guidance or instruction, then we'll only see that one picture. But oftentimes when we when we are only seeing one picture, we're reacting to that that certain picture. So what happens is our mind begins to you know, learn that when we see this picture, this is how we act. When we see a picture of an old lady, this is how we act. Or when we see the picture of the young lady, this is how we act. But when we can see both sides, it makes us uncomfortable. Because now we have to get out of our comfort zone. And find a different way to respond to both pictures, the young and the old. How do we develop, how do we increase the perception, our, the depths of our perceptions? How do we prevent ourselves from jumping to conclusion? Here's a story I just made up. A young man is in a shop. And he has problems with his vision. He wears these really thick glasses. He enjoys his independence. 
with his thick glasses. He can get around and see things. Well, he sees something in the shop, and he is looking at it from different angle, and his glasses slide off of his face, and he hears crack, crunch. He gasps. He kneels down, and he is trying to find the pieces of his glasses. Now, while this is happening, an older lady hears and sees the the whole thing. She goes over to the young man and she asks, is there anything I can do to help? The young man is quiet. He's, he is, he is trying to contain himself. He is very anxious. The only words he can get out of his mouth is, I can't see. A clerk comes by and sees the older lady kneeling down beside this young man. And the clerk asks the older lady, are you okay? Is everything okay? The young man is glad that the older lady stopped to help him. But he feels hurt. And I'll stop the story right there. Why was the young man hurt? And these are some questions you could you could ask yourself how we can develop this multidimensional perspective. You know, we could come to different conclusions and say all kinds of things. But when we start asking ourselves questions, why was he feeling hurt? Why was he anxious? Why did the older lady even want to help the the younger man? Were they related? Did she know him? When we start asking ourselves questions, we're opening up maybe channels that we may not even have the answers to. So we may really make ourselves uncomfortable and when we get to that point of being uncomfortable we need to take a nice easy breath breathing in our nose and blowing out our mouth and realizing where our thoughts are coming from now the young man could have been shopping there his parents or his friends could have been coming by and and um you know come to get him maybe it was his fourth pair of glasses that he has broken um maybe the older lady showed compassion i mean there the the answers could be endless but it's just a good exercise to discuss our perceptions is where we start at changing ourselves and how we think. Sometimes things are not always what it appears to be. Sometimes we need to pick up what we're looking at, the situation, 
and turn that situation around and ask ourselves questions. So one of the exercises, as, as I mentioned, is looking at these different pictures. Another exercise that I do is using a, a minute and just come up with two or three positive words about yourself. Now come up with two or three positive words about someone who's in the room with you. Maybe, maybe there's somebody in the room with you. But when we start developing a positive self-talk, we start seeing things in a positive way. It doesn't mean that problems are not going to not going to happen. It doesn't mean that. It just means that our approach to solve those problems are going to be a little bit more positive because we're operating from a positive bank. Have you ever been in a situation where you're around a person who is, they don't mean to be negative, but it just seems like some of the words that they're using, again, this is perception, some of the words they're using is, I can't, or, oh, no, now look what happened. Oh, this always happens to me. These kind of words build barriers in our mind and in our thinking. If we change the perception of what a problem is, a problem, what we we can call a problem, is a challenge that helps us grow stronger. A challenge helps our attention muscles get stronger. Or maybe a, a challenge helps our problem-solving skills get stronger. So maybe if we even look at different situations as a challenge or like a workout gym that where we're going to get stronger in the different um, parts of our personality, our mental state, our spiritual state, our physical state, we're being exercised, then we can approach solving problems in a new perspective, in a brand new way. I hope I gave you some things to think about today, about changing perceptions and using multidimensional measurements to make change. Thank you for joining me, and I'll talk to you next time.